This is the Negotiate X podcast, show number 14. Yeah, the other thing you get in that I heard you get into with your story too, Nolan, is the idea that you know you explored some of John's interests, right? And and beyond beyond pay. And so there's um, people and people always, not not always, um, but often do have more interest than just that single amount, right? So the idea of you know the autonomy that I get, where I'm working from, how much travel is going to be involved, am I a good fit with you as my employer or with this company? What other benefits are there? What's the start date? Will there be leadership opportunity? Will I have access to senior leaders? These are all interests that people have, and those can be fulfilled in some creative ways, right? So what we, you and I would call options but there's, there's a number of creative things we can do to try to satisfy those. You're listening to Negotiate X Radio, helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. If you're here looking to learn about how to become a better negotiator in both business and life, then you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the others who have benefited from NegotiateX.com, your home for negotiations training and consulting online. Welcome to the Negotiate X podcast. I am your co-host, Nolan Martin. With me today is my good friend, Aram. Aram, as usual, sir, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I, I, got a, I got a fun little uh, story to tell you, though, to start, to start us off. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right, so uh, my wife's been gone for the last couple of weeks, and so I've been uh, trying to survive with just me and the six kids. Um, and, and new puppy, and, right? And new puppy. So I, I so, okay. so far, I've been able to do that. <laughs> but it's warmed up here. We're finally getting a little bit of summer in uh, in the Northeast. And so um, had a number of flies, just kids leaving doors open, flies getting in the house. Flies drive me crazy. <laughs> so I decided to uh, tell one of my boys, I said, I said, listen, if you, uh, so I, I, I just like, the flies are everywhere. So I'm like, come on, if you can kill a fly, they're pretty fast. I said, I give you a buck for every fly you can kill. <laughs> All right. So 12 dead challenge accepted, tw- challenge accepted 12 dead flies later. He comes back and says, <laughs> Hey dad, you owe me 12 bucks. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. What did I get myself into? <laughs> um, right. So overcommitted, right. Which is something we always need to be aware of in, in negotiation. So I over overcommitted. And, uh, so here I am thinking, Oh no, I got to pay him 12 bucks, but my wife's not here. She'll never know. And then he says to <laughs> me, then he says, or I'll just take a Coke. <laughs> and I'm thinking now I'm wondering right now, now I'm wondering which one of us needs more negotiation advice. This, this young man who doesn't know the value of a Coke, um, <laughs> versus $12 or me, who's about ready to say, heck yeah. Even though I know I'd get in huge trouble <laughs> with his mom, if she knew I was giving him a whole can of Coke. So, <laughs> of course, so what'd you end up doing? Well, I did the right thing. I gave him the Coke and save, <laughs> save myself $12 and uh, so we high five. He's quite excited. He goes walking out of my office. He trips on stairs and spills half the coke. <laughs> does that? Does he get reimbursed for that half, or is it gone? Uh, it was gone. It was sale was done. It was his. So uh, <laughs> he was still happy because he got half the coke. I was happy because he only had half the sugar. So I, did, I only felt half as guilty about the arrangement. So anyway. <laughs> that's a pretty good story. <laughs> I, I don't think I have anything to top that. So we'll just carry on with today's conversation. Yeah. So 
I am pumped about today's conversation because I think it's going to provide a lot of value for a lot of people that are stepping into a new position or potentially trying to renegotiate their salary with their employer. I know that you recently heard in or heard back from one of your previous students and they were telling you about the amount of success they had by actually applying the same principles of negotiation to their salary negotiation. So I was hoping we could kind of talk about that today and and kind of give some advice to all of our listeners. Yeah, I, it's a common question about how do I apply these skills to negotiate more effectively for a salary, for a new position, or even for a pay raise. And I, I spend a little bit of time in my class, very, very little, on the topic because I think that once you've gained kind of basic skills, you're able to navigate those waters pretty well. There's a lot of things out there written about job negotiations. I think some of them are really good. Some are probably less effective, but I think if you get the basic principles down, you can navigate those waters pretty well. Yeah, and I think that's kind of why the principles of negotiation so powerful is because you can really apply it to anything. So let's uh, let's kind of talk about the background. Like what uh, what were they trying to do? And well, in this case, of- and again, I think there's I think there's similarities. There's obviously some difference differences whether you're with a company or whether you are just trying to get on with the company. In this case, my student had been with the company for not quite a year, but then came up time for to discuss a potential raise. And really, again, thinking about the things we've talked about in so many podcasts before, the student was just sharp about thinking about how to leverage the relationship that he had with the manager and developed over the last year to really, you know, dig into what interests there were, take time to, you know, consider what jobs were out there if they if they had to walk away. So the idea of alternatives, you know, really get creative around potential options and also think about what are fair comparisons, you know, throughout just transparent, open communication, both ways, lots of good questioning. And then finally, you know, thinking about commitments, committing to come back after having discussed it. And at the end, you know, the student was able to negotiate a two and a half times, not percentage, but two and a half times greater raise than what had originally been proposed. So I, I think that's it's a nice application of some of these concepts. All right. So and that kind of brings me up to the point of what we had talked about in the pre-call, and that's do you always need to negotiate your salary when you're trying to get a land a new job? Amazingly enough, that's somewhat controversial, right? So there are gonna be some career advisors out there that can tell you, oh, you always negotiate your salary. And you know, I, I would push back. I, I would I'd go back to my example, my story with Jack. Jack would have been better served, my son, he would have been better served to not negotiate further. Just take the $12 he'd been offered versus uh, negotiate further. Although it's an interesting study in what his interests were and his lack of understanding about what everything was worth. So no, you, you don't always negotiate. If you came to me today, Nolan, with a proposal or an offer that satisfied my interests in whole because I really wanted to work for you. I really wanted this job. What you were offering me was incredibly fair. Why would I negotiate that further and risk damage the relationship, risk a possible no when that didn't need to be that way, or even risk if you were to agree to something greater, risk putting you at some greater risk. So I don't think you always negotiate. And I think that when you do, there's there's a few things we can get into in terms of advice and principles that are, are pretty applicable. Yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and jump into that. Yeah. So I'll tell you the biggest thing I'll tell I would tell anyone if they're negotiating, whether for a 
their their initial salary or as part of a raise or promotion is this is this negotiation is the first or, or maybe second maybe your job interview is is the first opportunity to gain an impression of what it's going to be like for you to work for this company and for this company to work with you so how you present yourself and how you carry yourself and how you communicate and how you engage on a problem to be resolved is really an important indicator and it goes both ways. And so I wouldn't treat it lightly and that's why I wouldn't be flippant and say you always negotiate. I would treat this process with tremendous respect. Yeah, and I think that goes the same way. So from my perspective, I've never had to go initially into a salary negotiation. However, I am a business owner and so I've had to do this from the opposite end. And I think that there's a lot of alignment here, whether you're the business owner or the employee as to finding some common ground and really working out the best solution. Yeah, agreed. Completely, completely agreed, right? And that, so that development of that relationship, the integrity of it, really does go both ways. I think it's so wise for you to say that as a business owner. I'm curious to turn it kind of on you. And as you look at that negotiation you had, I mean, early stages of your own business, how did you handle some of the the tensions about, you know, what you could provide, what you couldn't? What was some of your thinking as you went about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I was honestly just completely open with, so we're talking about my writer, John, and uh, I was just completely open with John. I was like, hey, here is what I can afford to pay you. I know that this is not necessarily the the full value of your worth, but I also don't want you to feel like I'm dangling a carrot over your head and that I'm going to get to that salary anytime soon. So, I mean, I will I will work with you as to maybe you know, giving you more flexibility. Like I'm very loose on my deadlines because of this. I say, hey, I need you to work 30 hours a week. Like here are the goals for the week. However, like as long as we meet the publishing deadlines, I'm very flexible if we're operating within like two to three weeks in advance, you know, or he has the ability to work on the weekends if if I'm working during the week. So I kind of tried to find other ways to to kind of figure out how could I allow allow this to be better for him, even though he may not be getting the salary that we both are looking like we both want him to get. And that's just because we're a new company. And so, yeah. So I think you hit on, I think you hit on a number of key points, right? So the first piece is the open transparency at the beginning. I think that's showing respect for the relationship between you and John. You're being polite and forthright. You know, I, I would tell if I'm on John's side, maybe, or if I'm advising the candidate asking for the salary, you know, to be genuine to be likable but i think that applies for you as well as the business owner it's interesting you talked about like fair worth knowing your value on the market and there's a number of websites you can go and and see what jobs the kind of the range that different jobs price out at that's harder to do depending on the maturity of the company so in your case it's a little harder to either quantify that or even get to that and so you may be on the lower end of the spectrum but it still sounds like that's part of the conversation, that that was still part of the conversation. What's fair and reasonable? Yeah, I think we both came to the table kind of understanding the general range of of what a writer with his experience um, costs. And so, yeah, I think I think it's definitely part of the negotiation prep, at least from my end. And, and John probably already kind of knew his worth 
off top of his head. So yeah, the other thing you get in that I heard you get into with your story too, Nolan, is the idea that you know you explored some of John's interests, right, and and beyond beyond pay. And so there's um, people, and people always, no, not always, um, but often do have more interests than just that single amount, right? So the idea of, you know, the autonomy that I get, where I'm working from, how much travel is going to be involved, am I a good fit with you as my employer or with this company? What other benefits are there? What's the start date? Will there be leadership opportunity? Will I have access to senior leaders? These are all interests that people have, and those can be fulfilled in some creative ways, right? So what we, you and I would call options, but there's there's a number of creative things we can do to try to satisfy them. And I think it's important for the employee, the negotiate ex listener employee to go into this and really understand the broad spectrum here, right? Understand, you know, look at it from the lens of your boss and then think about as we said before, his his boss that he has to satisfy, the company that he has to satisfy whenever he does you know, get to a agreement with you. So absolutely, everyone interests need to be aligned. And so I think that a smart negotiate ex listener going into the salary negotiation just needs to understand, you know, where can I gain some ground? And where should I just not push because I'm smart enough to realize that it just it isn't there. Yeah, and I absolutely know, know the role of the person you're negotiating with. And then, and then kind of what is their ability to get creative? Because one piece of advice would be after we've uncovered those interests that they have and we have, well, where is there room for creativity? Is it around a job title? Is it around some sort of conditional, whether that's time or performance-based um, raise increase? Is it around company stock? Is it around a signing bonus? moving expensables, uh, expenses, sorry, flexible work hours, the ability to work from home, commitments for future training, vacation time, so forth. Those are all creative solutions. And we've got to make sure that's something that the person we're negotiating with can actually do or or that we are, we're equipping them to go have that conversation internally. Should that should that be what they need to do? Yeah, I think, um, I think there's a lot of powerful things. Is there anything else you want to kind of cover on this? Yeah, I think the only other thing that I, I would probably add, so maybe two fourth, obviously we haven't talked about knowing your alternatives. In, in the story I told about my student, he took time to really know what his alternatives were, started to do a little fishing, even though he really wanted to be back at this company. So knowing your alternatives and not underestimating yours and not overestimating theirs too. There's a reason why someone has offered you this job. There's a reason why someone has has kept you on for a year. And for them to go out and externally hire someone else or to go back through the process is, is painful. So so don't put too much of an overestimate on, on what their alternatives are. So re- re- and be sure to research yours. The other piece of advice I would give here is sometimes what you need to negotiate for is more information or, or simply more time to make a decision. And I'm not talking about you know trying to lead someone on needlessly, but, but I think sometimes there's more information about the job, about what are we committing to, about expectations, that can be helpful. Or time, if I'm considering different options that I have, different job opportunities, a little bit more time. And being as transparent as possible. And that's been advice that I've certainly given to folks getting out in the military before who have two, three, four different job offers. And they all satisfy different interests and they're really trying to wane. And they're trying to figure out, you know, they're, and they're coming in at different times. So being able to 
navigate, kind of just get a little bit more time on the clock and really help them too. Yeah, I think that's definitely a smart approach there, not to rush rush into any decision at all. So, well, Aram, you know, we had an awesome conversation today, but this is a podcast that is all about action. It's all about elevating your influence through purposeful negotiations. So with that, what is some action items we can give our listeners so that they could become better prepared when they are either going into a salary negotiation or if they're the boss and looking to negotiate someone's salary? Yeah. Interests are often more than just pay. So make sure uh, consider for all parties involved, full range of interests. As you think about those interests, there's a lot of creative things that companies are doing in 2021 to to solve for you know differences in pay because we're going to satisfy for other things so be really creative and then third you know know what you're worth know know your comparables have a fair understanding of what you are worth out there on the market and 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 if you're on the other side if you're the employer hiring know what this position is is fairly fairly worth have a solid range yeah and then from the employer perspective it worked for me it may work for you as well and that's just to be completely transparent like hey here is what you know work towards that solution together as the employer you're still going to find out what are the interests of this employee and how can i best satisfy them to make sure that they are still growing in the company and they feel like there's some more opportunities to to get where they want to get so the next thing I would say, action item number three, is go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this. We are growing. We really appreciate it. But also this time, if you could do us a little favor, if you could go to our LinkedIn page, NegotiateX, we are creating a bunch of pictures and images to kind of just uh, support what we're talking about in these podcast episodes. And it's just going to help convey the message a little bit better, or maybe even it's something that you want to share around with the employees in your company to help them become better negotiations, get turned on to this podcast. So that is all for us on today's podcast episode. If you have anything that you would like to co- for us to cover in future episodes, you can shoot us an email at team at negotiatex.com. We'll gladly take a look and see how we can work it in to help get you the answers that you need. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Negotiate X Radio, helping you elevate your influence through purposeful negotiations. If you're here looking to learn about how to become a better negotiator in both business and life, then you're in the right place. Be sure to join the others who have benefited from NegotiateX.com, your home for negotiations training and consulting online. 